Welcome into the life with him and her. He is a comedian entrepreneur and she is a songwriter producer. Join BJ and Allie as they describe their love story, goof off, and give some anecdotal advice they wish they were given. So sit back and take a load off with him and her. Welcome back to the Him and Her Podcast. Gang, gang, gang. I'm him. And I'm her. You can follow him at BJ Kramer Comedy. That's B-J-C-R-A-M-E-R Comedy on all social media platforms. And you can follow her on Instagram at my name is underscore on Twitter as Allie Baby, and on Facebook as Allie E. Yep, yep. Now, last time we talked to y'all, we was talking about babies and babies before marriage and when we would like to have babies and, and setting goals in and relationship. setting goals in the relationship and the <laughs> goal is to get married, then we have the baby and whatnot, and now we're, we're talking about marriage. Yeah. Um, putting that ring on that finger. Putting that ring on that finger, you know, getting ready to, to sign half of your ownership away. Becoming a unit, coming one. Intense, I, I know. Whatever. Um. So the reason I personally decided that I wanted to do this episode was because I was talking to my two best friends, um, and they were asking me about the fears I have, you know, about marriage, mm-hmm. you know, and what my fears were. So I feel like we should just lay it all on the table, um. Okay. Because I feel like everyone has like a fear about marriage, about getting married. Even if you have like a perfect life, you have some type of some type of phobia. Yeah, some type of phobia somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we should just you know talk about what our fears are in marriage. Okay. Um, and why we haven't gotten married yet. Okay. Well, we ain't. Let's just get this <laughs> off top. Uh, we ain't got married yet because uh, we broke. Uh, that's that's first and foremost, uh, and that also ties into the uh, a fear of marriage uh, that I have developed over the years. I've seen what you know, having love for somebody, and and, and that's about it. Not too much of the finances was together and whatnot, and the love was able to sustain them through. But it was hard, you hard. know. It it was hard. Oh baby, like, like it it was it was harder than Uncle James' penis on Cialis. Okay. Yeah, it it was that type of hard. Uh, okay. Like like you know, after four hours, call your doctor and got to put a needle in your dick. Type of hard. All right. Huh. Yeah. So and I'm and I'm basically a product of that. You know, I'm a product of of that love that was there but really didn't have uh the financials together and whatnot and i've seen what that does and i've i've felt those effects of that and not saying that they were right or wrong in that i'm just saying that i want i would want to have my finances a little bit more together before i decide to sign up for somebody to be entitled to half of my shit you know because you gotta you gotta have shit 
for somebody to take half of it. You know what I mean? Like like if you if you ain't got no if you ain't got no money and somebody talking about like, yeah, I want half of what you got, well, nothing from nothing leaves nothing. Uh <laughs> you gotta have something. Uh so you know, that that was my big thing and that's really why we haven't um got married just yet. Just yet. Um, well, I can say I've told Babe this multiple occasions. I have a fear of failed marriage. So, um, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this before, um, that my parents are divorced. Um, but it doesn't come from just my parents parents being divorced after thirteen years of marriage. It comes from every marriage that I know has failed, <laughs> to be blatantly honest. Wow. I, I can think of three marriages in my head that have stayed together, and one of them is the most toxic environment ever. Oh, wow. So my fear is that, like, you can love someone so hard and it still not be enough. Mm-hmm. You know, and you've basically, I don't want to say wasted all of this time, but I will say you've invested so much time yeah you know and it's like you've tried everything and you turned every corner and yet giving your all and pushing and fighting for something still isn't enough you know right there's still something and it could be like the most smallest thing that ends up blowing everything up you know pretty much so my biggest fear is that if we get married i'm not speaking this in existence because you know i got me a good one so i ain't worry about all it but if we get married that 15, 20 years, we're going to be like, okay, you know, I don't like looking at you. I'm not attracted to you. Or, um, you know, you lead a house too much and then you don't have, you know, trust issues start to evolve and all of these things start to right. continue. Um, and that's really hard for me to see past. Granted, I've been working on it for forever because, you know, babe been knowing about it for a little while, but you know, it's one of those things just hard to see past because, you know, your mom's marriage failed. Your grandmother's marriage failed. Your great-grandmother's marriage failed. Yeah, it's and like it's a generational like, curse. Yeah, so it's kind of failed like, marriages. Exactly, exactly. So it's kind of hard for you to see past all of that. Granted, I do, you know, my grandparents on my dad's side, they were solid until my grandmother passed away. You right. know what I'm saying? So it's not like I don't have those role models. It's just hard for me to see the light inside of the tunnel when you only have three lights out of like a thousand. Right. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. One thing I'm kind of scared about is like, you know, what what is going to be the the steps that we take into raising children? You know, because it's like we're not going to agree on everything. And I think that when you don't agree on everything, I think that's when the the problems um, sort of emerge from that, you know. And then, you know, there's the whole, you know, some one parent says one thing and then the other parent uh, doesn't necessarily agree with it. Right. You know, and then the child goes to the parent that doesn't necessarily agree with it and then that parent you know, kind of goes against what the other parent said in place or vice versa, you know, and that can create some type of, I don't know, uh, wall between parent and child, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like, in, in, a, in a way, it's like the child is learning how 
to get over on the situation, you mm-hmm. know, and it's nothing against the parents themselves, you know, the child just want to do whatever the child is trying to do, and he's he's probably going to go to the person that enables him or her well, t- to do that. I mean, I think that goes with, you know, being a unified force, so I feel like if, you know, let's say we have a kid and, you know, we don't agree on, like, a way... I don't want to say to punish because that's kind of harsh, but a way to, you know, use disciplinary action. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's up to us as parents to get together before someone else says anything. Right. You know, and to figure out, hey, this is what I think we should do. And then that person be like, okay, this is what I think we should do. So let's mix that up somehow um, into something that we're both satisfied with. It should not be a, you know, because you are the man in the house, you have the last say. It should not be that because that's both of your kids. That's both of your child. You know right. what I'm saying? And y'all both want what's best for them, and you both see things differently, especially since we've both been raised completely two different ways. Yeah. You know, so you'll that's be, like, probably stricter than I am. To because be I feel like I turned out pretty freaking dope, and I didn't have super strict parents. To be honest with you, I don't think I'm going to be as strict as my parents. It just depends on uh, what that child needs and, you know, where I'm at mentally and spiritually. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I think the the strictness that I was raised in, in some cases it did save me. And then in some other cases it seemed like it was a little bit overbearing in the moment and looking back on it, you know, in retrospect, you know, this whole coronavirus thing happened and, you know, everything basically shut down. So I just had an ample amount of opportunity to just look at my life and try to figure out, you know, how did I get here at, at this specific spot? And a lot of that has to do with parents, you know what I'm saying? And... You know, another thing that I'm kind of hesitant about when it comes to kids is it's like you as a parent, you want to instill, you know, a uh, the way that they should go. You know, you want to instill the path, you know, and not saying that the path that you instill in them isn't the right path, but, you know that child might be on this earth for a different reason and it might unfold itself in a different way than the parent would rather have seen it unfold. So then you get into a situation where you don't want to, you want to discipline bad behavior, but at the same time, you don't want to, discipline it to the point where the child is afraid to be themselves yeah or talk to you see that's one of my big fears because i'm really scared that um when it comes to my kids that they won't be as close as me and my mom yeah because i tell my mom literally everything at this point um granted when i was like 16 years old i hid some stuff but at the same time we could we were able to just sit down and talk about it. It was an open space. It wasn't like, you know, I'm going to punish you if you come in here and tell me that right. you want to do something or that you did something. It's going to be like, okay, you did this. So what are our next steps? How did you logically come up with that plan <laughs> in your head right. that told you that was a good idea? And, you know, 
how can we move forward? You know, I don't, I'm not, my parents have never been, every time you do something bad, I'm going to beat you. Right. Or every time you do something bad, you are, you're grounded or you can't leave the house or you can't do this or you can't do that. It's more like, okay, what in your right mind (laughs) told you that this was okay? And then if my response was logical, they're like, okay, this is where you went wrong. This is what you need to do next time, and this is why. Right. You know? But that could also just depend on, that could be because of the type of person that you are. You yeah. know, like. I'm a processor. Like you're a processor. You're you're an incubator. You can, you know, understand things. You can think things uh, through in retrospect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in the moment, it's a little bit different. But in retrospect, you can kind of come to grips with your mistakes and everything but you know so certain children just need to be yeah like i have two older brothers both completely two human beings for myself right um and one was a little hard-headed but i can say that you know i may have not have gotten whooped as much as they have but i can say that my parents were kind of the same with them you know they're like come talk to me before you do something stupid or if you do something stupid tell me you did something stupid before i have to find out from this in the third another thing that i'm kind of scared about is like having kids too spaced out you know because i feel like as parents you know they tend to get worn down and then it kind of builds a a a weird visual to the to the oldest child because like um the difference between me and my youngest brother is about six years it's about six and a half years. So when I was brought up late 90s, early 2000s, there was a different way of mm-hmm. raising children, mm-hmm. especially when we holy rollers in the church. There's a different way of raising children. You know, it's do what I say, like I say, when I say, right. uh, no questions asked, none of that. So now that my youngest brother was of the age of do what I say, like I say, when I say, and they're not doing that, one is I, they're, they're tired. Right. <laughs> it's just, it's hard to crack the whip when you got gout. Like I understand, <laughs> I understand that we old and we got high blood pressure and everything, but I feel like you need to keep that same energy. You know, like right. this, if I was doing half of the things that he was doing, you know that that's that constitutes an ass whooping, and the way I came up. But now it's like I'm a teenager, and I'm just seeing this dude get away with murder, like <laughs> ain't nothing happening to him. And now and now they got into this whole thing of you know. Yeah, making sure that our child is okay chemically and mentally. It's like, yo, back, back, in, back then, y'all didn't give a damn about none of that. Like, I was literally diagnosed with autism, and and my parents' first response was, "The devil is a lie," and, <laughs> and whatever they said autism was, they literally disciplined and beat the beat it out of me, you mm-hmm. know, because they they just thought that that was just civil disobedience. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't even process. Hey, he might not even completely understand what we're saying or what we're asking of him. His mm-hmm. his mind might work differently. You know, he he might be chemically imbalanced, which all of that shit is true. 
like last time I got checked up, they was like, yo, you are literally chemically imbalanced. It's not right. to the point where you got to have a bunch of pills, Baby. you know, to regulate your shit. But I'm just that. saying, no, nah, no, nah, we open. We open. <laughs> we open. You know, and, and, and last time I got, I don't know, I ain't got checked up in a while. Okay. You know, so it might be Baby a little fears, worse. You going on a rant this afternoon? I don't know. It might it might be a little worse now. So I'm not necessarily sure. Uh huh. But back then, whatever was medical, they just said, "Oh, that's of the devil," and they beat it out of you and threw the book at you. And, and, and but now they don't do that. So like that's a fear of mine, you know, because I don't want my child to understand uh, that parenting evolution in the wrong way like I did the first time around. Yeah, me and my brothers are my oldest brother are four years apart. So I can't relate. But um our advice is to honestly just take all of your fears about marriage, about babies, and just take it one day at a time. Um and talk to your partner about it. Because God forbid that you keep it all inside and then it ends up blowing up somehow. Yeah. So just be like, hey, this is kind of where I'm at. This is what I'm thinking. This is how I feel. Um, please help me through this yeah. as best as you can. And I'm going to definitely try to help myself. Um, and But just take it one day at a time because I feel like I'm going to bring Jesus into this. Jesus and God, they just show you your true self. Um, and how to better your true self. Whoever you may worship, whatever you may believe in, I do believe people get better every day if they try. And if you just take it one day at a time, I'm pretty sure with a whole lot of dedication and hard work, <laughs> it'll be okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, thank you for tuning into the Him and Her podcast. Gang, gang, gang. You can follow him on B at uh, BJ Kramer. Uh, comedy that's b-j-c-r-a-m-e-r comedy on all social media platforms and you can follow me her um at my name is ali dot underscore on instagram ali baby on twitter and ali e on facebook all righty we'll, we'll talk to y'all next week bye For tuning in to the life with him and her please comment rate and subscribe on apple podcast google podcast or anywhere you get your podcast hear you later